Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of What is a Podcast? The podcast where nobody missed me because nobody cares. Um, today I wanted to get um, first an update about the podcast. Um, SoundCloud apparently you have to pay for, which I was not aware of. You get like three hours free. And then after your th- free three hours, you either have to delete stuff or you have to pay. I was not um, aware of such a thing, but I do know now and I'm going to see what I can do. I don't think I want to pay for SoundCloud just yet because um, it costs money and I don't want to spend all my money on things. But I do like SoundCloud. I think it's a good way to have your stuff on there. But for right now, it's just, um, I'm going to take a break from SoundCloud for now, because SoundCloud is playing with my money. And I need to make more money before I do something like that. But anyways, in other news, um, the WNBA All Star game happened a while ago. And I didn't watch it because it came on like in the middle of the afternoon and I didn't watch it. But I did start to think, I think a couple podcasts ago, I I started talking about teams and what teams I like and stuff like that. Um, So if you don't know, I like the Giants. I like the Raiders. I like Southampton FC. I like um, San Jose Sharks. I like... I like those teams. I like Bay Area teams for the most part. Um, but the problem with the WNBA is that there are no Bay Area teams. So I haven't picked a team. So I'm on the WNBA ESPN website. And I'm going to look at the teams starting in reverse alphabetical order. So I'm going to go with the Washington Mystics. And let's see. Actually, the ESPN page doesn't do a lot for me, which says a lot about how they market the WNBA. But the Washington Mystics are 14 and 11. And I'm going to open a new tab and I'm going to see Washington Mystics roster. See who they have. I know they have Della Don, who's like the best person in the NBA or one of the best people they have Monique Curry, no relation to Steph, Natasha Cloud, Tiana Hawkins, Tierra Ruffin Pratt, Latoya Saunders, Christy Tolliver, and a couple other people. Um, their logo, which is important to me when picking a team, especially a team that's not in my local area, it's their main logo seems to be like kind of an old timey font with a basketball hoop. And the basketball going through it and it says Washington Mystics and like um and like kind of a cartoonish font. I'm gonna go I'm gonna look at the logo on um Google Images to see if they have anything else. Let's see, they have the Washington Mystics logo. They have they have what looks like a black and white logo that doesn't look official. But they don't have anything that I think is actually really good or really cool. They have kind of like a like a cartoonish logo. 
So if I was to rock some Mystics gear, I don't know if I would find any Mystics gear that I like. And that's important when you're picking a team. So um, I don't think I'm going to root for the Mystics. I know Deladon is good, um, one of the best players in the NBA, but I don't like this logo. So they're going to they're going to have to take a pass from me. And I realize on an audio thing, you can't see their logo, but you can Google it. The WNBA is easily accessible. So now we have Seattle Storm, which I'm going to look at. Record 19 and 7. And I know that the Seattle Storm has Sue Bird. And um, they have Brianna Stewart, which are two of the best players. Brianna Stewart is like a new player. Sue Bird is like a legend. Um, who else do they have? They have Jewel Lloyd, who I believe was an all-star also. Um, they have Courtney Paris, they have Natasha Howard, they have some good players. Um, and they're they have a good they have a good record. They're 19 and 7, so they're they're killing it right now. And I like Seattle Storm. I like um some of the players on the Seattle Storm. I wouldn't mind rooting for the Seattle Storm. The one issue I have is if there was a WNBA expansion team and as I sip my yerba mate and they expand to the Bay Area, the Bay Area, excuse me, then it is possible that Seattle and the Bay Area would be rivals. And then I like the rival team when I should be liking the hometown team, which could be potentially problematic in some sorts. So I'm not sure if I want to root for them, but they have good players, players that I like. Um, and let's see, I'm gonna, I know what their logo looks like. It's like green and yellow, like kind of Oakland Athletics-like. Um, let's see, they have an alternate logo. It looks like that's an S from what I see on Google Images, which is different from the Washington Mystics. They didn't really have um, an alternate logo. In fact, when I Googled the Washington Mystics logo, it just had like the Washington Wizards logo like right next to it. So... I don't think they have an alternate logo for Washington, but the Seattle Storm, I, I can rock with this. It's like a green and yellow. The Storm is like a thunderbolt or a lightning bolt. It has a space needle, it has clouds, it has a basketball because like it rains in Seattle and stuff like that. So I can I rock with this logo. Um, It's nice colors. It is Oakland Athletics colors, kind of. I don't think it's the same green, but... I'm a Giants fan, so I can't rock too much Oakland Athletics colors in my day-to-day -day life. Because then people be like, what the fuck, you're a Giants fan. But it is what it is. Um, so that's Seattle. So definitely Seattle Storm over Mystics for me right now. So now we're going to go Phoenix Mercury, who have a slightly decent record. They are 15 and 11. Um, Phoenix Mercury, I'm not too sure who they have on this team. I think they might have... Um, Diana Taurasi on their team, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see, the Phoenix Mercury roster. They do have Diana Taurasi. They have Brittany Griner, who are, those are their two best players. Um, Brittany Griner is like one of the only WNBA players who can dunk. And Diana Taurasi is another legend. So that's okay. And I, Brittany Griner has had some... Uh, controversy i think like domestic violence or something like that but for right now i'm gonna look at the logo 
Their logo is similar to the Phoenix Suns colors, and a lot of um, WNBA teams, I think, have that, where they take the same colors from the other NBA team and then make their own. So the Phoenix Mercury, they have what appears to be like um, a really low, or like a basketball with no details, and then there's like a claw around the basketball, and there's a purple outline, and then it says Phoenix Mercury in cursive, which isn't a bad logo. I like the claw, but I'm not sure if this is my favorite. I think I like Seattle Storm better. But I do like the colors of this, like purple and orange. You don't get those color combinations often. So when you do get those color combinations, you have to cherish them. And they do have an alternate logo. Oh, wait, no, no, no. This is a Suns logo. This is a Phoenix Suns. So I don't think they have an alternate logo. But they do have a nice, they have nice colors. I think the color scheme is better than the actual logo itself. But I wouldn't mind rocking some some purple and orange. But let's see. Let's go back. So now we're at the New York Liberty, which is kind of like the New York, um, like the Statue of Liberty. And they have a shitty record. New York Liberty is 7 and 18, which is bad. They're probably in like last place. But let's see the New York Liberty roster. Who do they have? Who do they have that I recognize? They have Tina Charles, who's a legend. They have Sugar Rogers. They have Brittany Boyd, who I believe they are. Um, they're on. They're up and coming in the WNBA. They have Kia Nurse, who I believe is Canadian, and they have Amanda Zahui Zahui B, who I believe is like Brazilian or something, Swedish. Sweden, I think she has some she has some type of like Brazilian or something. I'm pretty sure. But cuz I recognize that name, but she's Swedish. I think probably one of the few foreign players in the WNBA. So that that helps. I like foreign players. Foreign players always have a special place in my heart. But um yeah, so we're going to go to the logo now. I know they're like blue. So let's see, New York Liberty, oops, I didn't click the right thing. New York Liberty logo. And they have the Statue of Liberty, they're blue and orange. The Statue of Liberty looks like fucking mean. And then the flame on the Statue of Liberty is a basketball. Um, and then they have like an alternate logo which just has NY and then the torch. Um, this is an all right logo. I'm not feeling it too much. It's interesting, but it's not my favorite. So, uh, I think I'm going to pass on the New York Liberty. Plus, they suck anyway. So, let's not. So, let's go to Minnesota Lynx, um, which is counterpart to the Timberwolves. They're 15 and 10. Pretty average. Pretty averagely good. Let's see, Minnesota Lynx. They have a nice color scheme, but it is also like a safe color scheme. They're like blue and green, which if you didn't know, which you probably didn't, blue and green are very, very close to each other in like, um, just like language and color schemes. They're very, very close to each other. So blue and green is a safe color combination for sure. And they have Maya Moore and Simone Augustus. 
So they have legends on their squad. But the logo, it, I like the logo. It's just too safe for me, I think. What I will say about the Minnesota Lynx though, is that in some of their logos, they're using a lot of green. And a lot of teams, when they have green, like the Seattle Seahawks, for example, like they don't use their green to their part to their ability like they use green like as a tertiary color but the green could really take a highlight but they don't they they put it in the back burner i don't know why but the minnesota lynx are using a lot of their green in one of their logos and i appreciate that so minnesota lynx um pretty high up on the list i'd say lynx and seattle storm are um they're gonna be up there and now there's the los angeles sparks record 15 and 11 i don't feel comfortable rooting for la teams or being a fan of la teams being from the bay area but let's see what their roster is like i actually met um a person who was playing for the los angeles sparks at a bowling alley one time and she was with jordan farmar who played with the lakers when i was in la but that's a different story for a different time. And they have um, Candace Parker, who is a legend in the WNBA. They also have um, one of the Ogumike sisters um, who are up and coming as well. But I, I can't root for an LA team. They have the same color as, as the Lakers. They, they're basically the Lakers. I, I can't rock with it. Even though their logo, I, it is nice. And it has a palm tree and sparkles and all those things. And it has like a blue basketball. I, I can't fuck with it. I can't do I can't do an LA team. Sorry to people who are from LA, but I can't. So now we're gonna go to the Las Vegas Aces, who used to be, I believe, the San Antonio Stars. And I have to burp. <clears throat> Excuse me, pardon me. But um, we're going to go to Las Vegas Aces, who I know are like, they moved from San Antonio to Las Vegas because I follow the, um, the WNBA on Instagram and I follow Kelsey Plum on Instagram. So I know who they have on their fucking team, but we're going to go anyway. Las Vegas Aces, they are an interesting team to me. They have, you know, Aja Wilson, Lindsey Allen, Kate, Kelsey Plum. I, I like Kelsey Plum a lot. I'm rooting for Kelsey fucking Plum. But anyway, um, Las Vegas is interesting because the Vegas Golden Knights are there. And my team for football, the Raiders, are going there. So I could root for Las Vegas Aces and say, well, my football team is there. The new hockey team is there. Um, You know, why not root for them? I don't know. Um... But yeah, they have Kelsey Plum, who I like. I would rock a Plum jersey for sure. And their logo is nice. It's very crisp and clean. Um, they do have like one that has like poker cards and dice. I don't like that so much. But they have like a black, gold, and red um, theme. Which kind of like the, the Vegas Golden Knights are black. The Raiders are black. The Aces are black. Um, they have different secondary colors, but... It could work out. I like this logo a lot, actually. So Vegas Aces are up there. They are 12 and 13, though. They're under 500 a little bit. And now we have the Indiana Fever, who are 3 and 23. Holy shit. 
I didn't think you could be that bad. Um, but we're going to give them a chance. Um, Indiana Fever Roster. I don't know if I like the name Fever. But they have Cappy Pondexter. They have Tiffany Mitchell. They don't really have anyone too, too big in the WNBA. Um, Let's see their logo. Because remember, logos are the most important. And the Indiana Fever, they have a blue, yellow, and red logo with some white highlights. And it actually looks nice. But they don't have like a logo because their name is the Fever. So they don't have like a cool lo- like a cool mascot, I should say. Like they don't have like any type of animal or anything like that. But they do have a nice logo. It's nice and classic. The font is nice. The color scheme is nice. They have a lot of colors in here though. Usually teams only have like two colors, but or maybe three. This team has like four colors. But it's a nice logo, but they they are terrible. I don't know if I can fuck with that. Um so now the Dallas Wings, 14 and 11, same city as the Cowboys, who I don't like. But let's see, Dallas Wings have Skylar Diggins. And Skylar Diggins is popular because she's hot. Um, so I can rock a, a Skylar Diggins. But um, let's see, logo for Dallas Wings. They have like a unicorn, a Pegasus. The Dallas Wings have a Pegasus as a logo, which puts them at the top of my list. Um, but yeah, Dallas Wings Pegasus, I I might rock with this. It's black, blue, greenish yellow with kind of white, which is, again, a safe color combination. But Pegasus is like the mythical god legend. So I could rock with a Pegasus for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, and they're 14 and 11, so they're not terrible. They're like average. Next is the Connecticut Sun, who are 14 and 12. The Connecticut Sun. Connecticut is a weird word to spell. Because there's like a silent C, which you don't normally see. But the Connecticut Sun have, if my computer will load fast enough, they have the second Ogumike sister. They have John Quell Jones. They have Laisha Clarendon. Um, Bria Holmes. Yeah, so they have some they have some decent players. Um, logo, they're like red and yellow, I believe. Or red and white. And they have what appears to be a main logo, which is a basketball in flames, and it says sun. And that logo is terrible. But there seems to be another logo where there's a C and then there's a sun under it. And then there's like rays of light that looks really nice. They have one incredible logo and one terrible logo. So I don't know how to feel about this. But also Connecticut Sun appears to be like in the worst market possible. But um, we'll see. Because there's, there's not a lot of stuff on their Google images when I type in connecticut sun logo so maybe they need better a better marketing team over there in the northeast um and i have two teams left so the second to last team the penultimate team is a chicago sky 
rank the record is nine and seventeen. Let's see, Chicago Sky. Their roster. They used to have Deladon, I know that, but they like traded Deladon away. And you don't see too many um trades in the WNBA. But they have Ali Quigley, who won the three-point contest for the WNBA. They have Diamond the Shields. They have Courtney Vandersloot. Some decent players. Um, their logo, they have like a blue and yellow, like a light blue logo. Um, it's okay. It's decent. Um, it has a sky, like the skyline. They have clouds, like a yellow and blue basketball and it says chicago sky um it's pretty it's a decent logo um not the best logo but it's it's decent um yeah i think if i was to pick the chicago sky um i think i would i wouldn't be i wouldn't mind rocking this logo or this gear to per se and the last one is the atlanta dream record 16 and 9 and when I look at their roster, which will take me a second because it loads, they have Angel McCautry, um, they have someone named Blake Dietrich, um, and that's basically it. And I'm not a fan of their color scheme. They have like a light blue and red color scheme. Not my favorite. I, I just think that that can be done much better. And their logo is not anything to write home about. It says Atlanta Dream with a star in the A in Dream and a basketball shooting out of it. And it's blue and red. Not my favorite. Um, So I think what I will do, I think my teams based on players and logo, Seattle Storm, Vegas Aces, Connecticut Sun, and Minnesota Lynx are my top four. So I'll decide from there which team I want to be my favorite team. I don't want to claim a favorite team right now on this podcast because once you pick a favorite team and you broadcast it out into the open, there's no going back. You pick a favorite team. If you switch teams, you can't go back. I cannot switch teams. So I'm going to have to think long and hard about um, my team. So I'll probably get back to you on that, but I have I have an idea of what I want to root for or who I want to root for, whose gear I like, um, who who has the best players or the coolest players or people I would like. Um, so I'll get back to you, the podcast listeners, which is essentially just me. Um, I'll get back to you about that. And I think the reason why I wanted to talk about the WNBA or why why I wanted to start with the WNBA is because um, I've been having um, kind of an internal thought about what an influencer is and what it means to be an influencer because whatever team I pick or whatever jersey I buy or if I like multiple teams or if I like one team, It's because the team and the people influence me. And I saw on Instagram the other day, there was a person on Instagram that had like 100 followers, like which is not a lot of followers in the grand scheme of things. And they were saying that they in their bio, they had influencer. 
And in my mind, you're not an influencer if you don't have a lot of followers. You might be trying to be an influencer, but you are not an influencer per se because you don't have any influence. The only people following you are probably your friends and family. So you don't have influence outside of that. <coughs> Excuse me. But because of that, it's like people who are influencers um, tend to be nowadays like um, people with um, millions of followers or people with who are very attractive and people who companies will pay to um, promote their shit. And I think what when an influencer is successful is when you can get people to consume content that they normally wouldn't get. Because I know for me, someone who influenced me was, yes, a hot girl on the internet, but it was um, Pokimane or Pokemon, who goes more by Pokimane to avoid copyright infringement. And I know that because she influenced me. But Pokimane is a gamer who plays Fortnite and League of Legends. And I don't play any of that shit. I don't like any of that shit. Um, but I still like follow on Instagram. I still listen to her podcasts. I still watch her videos because it's entertaining and I like it. And yes, probably looks has something to do with it, but also personality. And I think that's what an influencer is. Um, but some people have millions of followers and they're called an influencer, but I don't think people are actually doing what they say. People may like what they do. They might think that they're hot. They might, um, they might, you know, really like this person, but are they buying what they're selling? If they post a picture of their tummy tea or their fashion Nova or their, Honey Nut Cheerios, whatever they're promoting, are they really getting um, are they really getting people to buy their shit that they're promoting? Because half the time when people promote shit, they don't want it. When people do commercials, they're not like actually in love with the product that they're selling. So are these people who are influencers on the internet because they do have a lot of followings and they get a lot of likes and comments, which means in theory they should have a lot of influence. But do they really is a question I really want to, I want to see because with someone who can take something that I don't like, if I don't like League of Legends, but people who play League of Legends get me to watch their shit, then I guess that means that they have influence. So if it's someone like the top influencers, like the, the Lele Ponzas of the world, if you follow them, but you don't like watch their shit, are they influencing you? Can they consider themselves to be an influencer? And I'm, I'm not too sure about that. I think that the true sign of influence is to get people to buy your shit or get people to watch your shit. Um, so I don't know. It's just something that um, for me has been a source of internal conflict an internal struggle and um i'm not sure how to how to deal with it right now but anyways um other than that um some life updates i guess um i'm still uh i have a part-time job and i'm still interviewing for some full-time shit 
um, which is weird, um, but um, it's okay. Um, a lot of my job interviews have been um, online, like Google Hangout interviews, which I feel like I am now getting really good at. If that's the future, that's great, because I don't have to find your place of work until you actually want me to work there. And I've been doing a lot of that. Um, I went to Six Flags Discovery Kingdom, which is a theme park with rides and animals. Um, there were like protests about the animals because people don't like animals in captivity. And I know SeaWorld is bad, but I don't know if all animals in captivity are bad. It might be because this is a theme park I've went to since I was a little kid, um, Discovery Kingdom, and I have like these rose-colored glasses on. But and but I don't know. Like they advertise like conservation and that we want to protect the animals, and that's why we have animals here. But I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but I'd have to go behind the scenes to know if that's true or not. But the animals seemed happy. Some of them seemed fat. Like there were tigers, and you imagine tigers are like lean and hunting machines. But these tigers, they live in captivity. They don't have to hunt. They just get their food handed to them. And these tigers were fat as shit. It's like, oh, I mean, I guess life is different, of course. But is it okay for a tiger to be kind of fat? I don't know. Uh, And they were saying that, like, tigers can barely swim. Humans and tigers have the same swimming capabilities. And I wonder if that's true in the wild. I don't know. Um... But some of my favorite animals were there, like giraffes, like lions, like turtles, snow leopards. All my favorite mammals were there. So that was an okay time, I guess. But it's weird having a zoo and rides at the same time. Because there's rides, there's roller coasters, and then you go see animals. And you're like nauseous from the roller coaster, but you want to see the animals. Um, I don't give a fuck about roller coasters, to be honest. Like, the great thing about being an adult is I don't have to give in to peer pressure. I don't have to pretend I like roller coasters. I don't have to ride another roller coaster ever again. I don't give a fuck about roller coasters. I hate roller coasters so much. And the fact that um, the roller coasters are there and I get to see them and not ride them is actually very fulfilling. I don't feel pressure to go ride them. I just see, oh, look, a roller coaster. And then just fuck off after that. Because I think roller coasters are stupid. Like, I don't understand, like, the thrill-seeking aspect of it. Like, I don't understand why you would pay to be scared like that or why you pay to potentially die or do anything like that. I think that all of that shit is, like, stupid to me. But, um, it is what it is. If you like roller coasters, then you like roller coasters. But I would say, I say, fuck roller coasters. Any and all roller coasters. If I can, I'll never ride a stupid ass roller coaster again. Um, yeah, and I went to an art fair the um, yesterday at the time of recording. I got a mug, a one of a kind mug. So I will be drinking my tea and my water and my everything out of a one of a kind mug, which makes me feel like a very very special um, individual. So yeah, but that's all for life updates for now. Um, So yeah, I guess now I'll end with a mock ad because um, I don't get paid for this, but eventually I would like to get paid for this. So I have to pretend 
to um, do an ad so that people can see what my skills are. So now I'm going to say, pretend my ad now. I'm gonna do a mock ad and uh, get ready for it. So now that I'm mentally ready, here we go. Um, this podcast is potentially brought to you by the WNBA. Do you like basketball? Do you like the NBA? Do you like LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard? If you do, then the WNBA is just for you. With stars like Elena Della Don, Candace Parker, and Kelsey Plum. The WNBA is exactly like the NBA, except with about 90% more women. I didn't say 100% because some of the coaches are still men. But there's 90% women, so if you like women and you like basketball then come on down to the WNBA. There are a couple teams in some obscure locations, but some mainstream locations. So go on and check out the WNBA. For more information, go to WNBA.com. That's W as in W, N as in N, B as in B, A as in A, dot com. They have plenty of exciting games for you to watch on ESPN and ESPN2. Once again, that's WNBA.com. All right, so that was the mock ad. Um, I think I did really good with that. Um, So yeah, thank you for watching or listening wherever you listen. If you are normally on SoundCloud, fuck SoundCloud for now. And maybe I'll pay for SoundCloud later. But yeah, um, thanks for watching. Or listening. Love you. Goodbye.